Hello, and once again, I find it an honor as well as a pleasure to welcome you to the podcast. This is the voice of the prophet. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I'm your host for this production. This week, I'll be sharing with you part two of the episode entitled, Absolutely No One, Not Even You, Wants You Bless More Than God. Last week, I shared with those who were listening that there are things we will petition our Father for, and rather than Him just doing it or giving us a direct answer, we will simply hear those infamous words from him saying, trust him. This week, I would like to expound on that statement just a bit more. When our father says to trust him, it's not always a matter of him saying that he's definitely going to do what we've asked. Those two words mean that he knows what's best and that we can depend on and have the confidence in him to always and only do what's right for us. And that's in spite of what we may have asked for. Therefore, no matter whether he grants what we've requested or not, we can still trust him. Remember, absolutely no one, not even you, wants you bless more than he does. Also, as stated last week, there are things that some have prayed for that obviously are not a part of the plan that God has for us. It doesn't mean that our plans are wrong, immoral, or even sinful. It simply means that what we've asked is not included in what our Father knows is best. What did God say to Jeremiah in the 29th chapter of that book? In the NIV, the 11th verse reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God knows the plans he has for each and every one of us, and they are all for our good. When I was younger and still having babies, I begged our father for a little girl but it just wasn't what he had planned for my life. And of course now, I can't thank him enough that that request was denied. Like many of you, when I was seeking our Father for my heart's desire, I stood on what the Bible said. Every scripture that I knew that told me what and how to ask, I used and asked according to his word. But apparently what I requested was not according to his will. There is a difference. Because it's his word does not mean it's his will. In the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples in Luke 11, the second verse in the King James Version reads, And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. Sometimes we must realize that it's just not our Father's will for us to have or do certain things. And because God is God, He always knows the end of a thing and He always knows what's best for us, even when it's not what we want. 
When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed to the Father asking three times that the cup of bitterness be taken from him. In Matthew 26, 42 through 44, it reads, He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 8, Paul said in the King James Version, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. In the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible, that same verse reads, Three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged him that it might depart from me. Both of these men, Paul the Apostle and Jesus Christ the Messiah, asked God to do something significant and desperately needed in their lives. Each one had a great need and each one sought God three times for those requests. And for each of these men, it was not done. Now I want us to understand and take note that there was never a word or message, no angel or prophet or anything else where Jesus or Paul could say that they heard God specifically say no. However, when they did not receive what they asked for, they knew the answer. We all remember what it was like when someone said, go ask mama if we can do thus and so. And when you ask mama, mama didn't open her mouth. Her silence let you automatically know that the answer was no. Jesus and Peter didn't necessarily know how God was going to respond to their request, but whether it was his silence or spiritual knowledge, they understood the answer was no. And after the third time of asking, they did not ask again. But what about the person who actually hears God say no, but still insists on petitioning for what they want? What about the widow and the unjust judge? She kept bothering him until he gave her what she wanted. Jesus shared that parable concerning justice, not just the things we want. Our God is not an unjust God, and he will give us justice when we cry out for it. Remember, the woman was not asking for money, a healing, or even a house. She was asking for justice, and that's what she received. I think for many of us, our Father in his infinite mercy may allow some to continue petitioning him for certain things, and while not granting them, will still show mercy because they don't know how to hear that emphatic no. Too many are being taught that God will give us every and anything we ask for, and that's just not true. 
There are times that God says no, and whether we hear it in our spirits or just realize that what we ask will not be granted, we must accept and recognize when God says no. There was a man in the Bible who insisted on continuing to ask God for what he wanted after specifically hearing God say no. He was nearly killed because of it. Balaam also asked God for something three times. He asked if he could curse Israel. After knowing that God had previously said no, he put in a second and even a third request. After the third time, finally God told him yes. Of course, we all know the story, and if it had not been for Balaam's donkey, the angel of the Lord would have killed Balaam. As desperately as we may desire a thing or even need it, there are times that we must accept no as God's answer. However, in order to know when and if our Father is saying no, we must learn to hear his voice. We should learn to hear his voice so that we will not be so easily deceived. Oftentimes I've heard people praying for things that were spoken into their lives through prophets. Unfortunately, some of the things that were spoken were never spoken by God. When knowing God's voice personally, one will recognize false prophecies as well as false prophets. One will understand that if a prophecy doesn't come to pass, they would be able to identify whether it was the prophet or perhaps something from within themselves. I've heard people call others false prophets because they didn't receive what was spoken to or over them. Of course, we all know that there are those who falsely say things in the name of the Lord and they will stand in judgment for it. But what about those words that God truly spoke and yet they did not come to pass? They never manifested. They have been times that I have ministered God's word to people and the words did not come to pass. So what happened? What about that? Let's look at what God spoke to Solomon in 1 Kings 9. At the sixth verse it reads, but if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off from Israel the land I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all people. In the previous verses before 6, 7, and 8, God had just promised Solomon that he would bless him as he had blessed David, his father. When we read Deuteronomy 28, we see the blessings that were spoken over Israel. But in the very first verse of that chapter, the very first word makes all the difference in the world. That word is if. If they would obey. And so it is with each of us. There are stipulations that come with the promises, whether it's through the word we hear in our spirits or prophetic words that God gives us through his prophets. The stipulations are that we must stay in his will in order for these things to come to pass. We must obey his word. 
when I or another prophet gives someone a word and it doesn't come to pass, is it or was it because I'm a false prophet? Not at all. Was it because someone else was a false prophet? Not necessarily. It's because the person who received the word did not continue in the will and way that God ordained for them to walk in. There is no need to continue in prayer when someone decides to continue in sin. As I used to hear the elders in the old church say years back that the only prayer of the sinner that God hears is the prayer of repentance. God is truly merciful and his grace is abounding. There are times that his grace and mercy will allow for the sinner to receive from him. As his word says, with his loving kindness, he draws us to repentance. However, in order to receive all that he has promised, there are a few things we need to remember. First, we must remember that he will only do what's best for us. Therefore, if and when God says no, it's for our own good. We must also remember that we must continue to walk according to his word and his will with our whole hearts. As stated earlier, loving him is not enough. There must also be wholehearted obedience. And finally, remember that no one wants us blessed more than God. According to the Amplified Version of the Bible, it says in Psalms 35, 27, that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. It literally gives him pleasure for us to prosper and do well. But no, he will not give us someone else's spouse or fire someone from their job or strike them dead just because we don't like them. He's not going to let us win the lottery or find someone else's big stash of drug money so we can give it to the church just because we ask. When and what we ask of the Father must be according to his word and his will, and it must be what's best for his sons and daughters. Remember, he knows the plans that he has for you, and they are for your good. In closing, let me answer the question that I know some will ask. When God doesn't answer your petition, does it mean that it's always because you've done something wrong or have not continued in his word? Not necessarily. Most probably, it's because he's God. And he can and will only do what's best for his sons and daughters. Because again, absolutely no one, not even you, wants you blessed more than God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. 
I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.